Trigger warnings for this episode include murder, discrimination, hallucinogenic drug use, war, and nudity. Welcome to Saga. Um, I think that we're going to have fun recording this, and I think we're allowed to just let that shine, you know? I feel like you guys are naturals at that. Uh, I'm going to try to uh, d- detract from the fun as much as possible throughout, so just a heads up. Cool. That's be- great. I like your. I like having an antagonist. We need a heel on, on this. Welcome to Amusement Sparks, the theme park design show. I'm your host, Andrew Spawn, and we have two special guests today. Here they are. Hey, gals, guys, and otherwise. That's the intro that we haven't done in forever. Yeah, but I'm, you I... didn't say your thing. Oh, do I have to, I have to go verbatim? Hey, gals, guys, yeah, and otherwise, gotta... this is Jonathan O'Rosian. And I'm Noah, but you probably know me better as Polyphonic, and That's you're not, not listening to Horns That's and Wings. Okay. <laughs> you didn't even do your part right. All right, yeah, we're from Horns and Wings. Hi. Oh, guys. <laughs> Um, Horns and Wings is a fantastic podcast, by the way. It's like, uh, I'm a huge fan of Saga the comic, which is what we're all here to talk about today. But your guys' coverage of it has been so fun to follow along with, and it's been awesome. And both of you, as YouTube creators, are really fascinating as well. Jonathan, you've been on the show, what, three times before already? But Noah, this is your first time here. Welcome. It's exciting uh, that you're here. I'm I'm excited to be here. Hopefully, hopefully not my last time. If John's allowed on multiple times, maybe maybe I can get into <laughs> rotation now. Hold um, on, that this is a, I didn't agree to any sure. of this. Uh, this is not in my contract. Yeah, in your contract though, it does say that you'll be on the show more frequently than Noah, but it doesn't say anything about his number has to be zero. You know. Um, But can you guys tell us a little bit more about uh, Horns and Rings? (laughs) Can you tell us a little bit more about Horns and Wings? Horns and Rings is the first podcast (laughs) about proposing to devils. Um, No, Horns and Wings. Horns and Wings is the podcast where we read through Saga one issue at a time and uh, just just comb through it in painstaking detail and try to figure out like the guiding question of horns and wings is how is saga so good and i i think we don't have an answer yet do we john i don't know but i i do know that the best way to sell someone on something is to call it painstaking (laughs) (laughs) this is it's a it's us goofing around reading saga and, and it's a it's a love letter to saga uh, I don't know why I just tried to fix your thing. It was perfectly fine. But yeah, that's... <laughs> this painstaking really stuck out to me. No, no, believe me, you're going to get a lot of John trying to fix my things this episode. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's, that's, that, that summed it up good. Yeah, absolutely. Can you guys tell us about your YouTube stuff, like your other things you're working oh. on too? And comics. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to go first, John? I would love to go first. Thank you for finally acknowledging me, Noah. Uh, yeah, I, I do uh, occasionally. It's occasionally for all of these things. Uh, it's been a busy summer for me. But I occasionally do uh, Make Stuff YouTube channel. I launched Make Stuff Plus, which is uh, just fun little side videos and live streams. Noah's been on a few of those. Those are fun when we get around to them. Uh, and I do comics on occasion. Uh they're all free comics. I'm sure I'll plug my Twitter at the end of the show. But uh, yeah, and then uh, I've been working on uh, secret stuff that I can't even talk about. So I don't know why I even mentioned it. 
That's it. Ooh, that's called a tease, I think. <laughs> tease the, for the most nothing. vague tease possible. <laughs> yeah, I I run a YouTube channel called Polyphonic. I do video essays about music, um, just kind of exploring music history uh, with stylized motion graphics. I also uh, host a podcast called Ghost Notes, uh, which is also about music. And yeah, that's I think that's most of my public projects i also have secret stuff on the go john you're not special uh-huh. <laughs> that's awesome and yeah i i learned, heard about horns and wings i think from interacting with john but i had already heard i had already watched polyphonic videos before that so like i was like oh you got the polyphonic uh-huh. guy to be on there that's so cool <laughs> but you know you're both stars but it's it's just kind of cool that i already had been familiar with your work noah and then like yeah you two together on horns and wings is is the the reason to go to that show honestly i love saga but uh yeah the dynamic and the humor and the and the appreciation of saga is really profound too it's like the things you guys pick up on are a lot of times things i hadn't even noticed Mm -hmm. even though you know i'd read them all like the whole series several times it's like oh i didn't even notice like yeah i don't know particularly like your the way you pay attention to colors has really made me want to go back and continue to reread things and like look at the visuals a little bit more than just focusing on the storyline and dialogue and stuff but uh, it's been great to uh to yeah have a reason to get back into the the series one of my favorite parts of horns and wings is uh john does all of the work except make the thumbnails um and i make the thumbnails and it is exceedingly easy to make the thumbnails because fiona staples color palettes are just so beautiful that you just grab a panel and then you uh, and then you turn that color palette into the thumbnail, and no matter what you do, it's gonna look beautiful. The colors in Saga are are everything. The, those thumbnails are definitely uh, the easiest part of an otherwise painstaking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and that comes through in the final work that it's oh, yeah. uh, someone really labored over. This. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just real Just high whole, production. If value. you're ever in the mood for a slog. <laughs> if you ever want to if you ever just if you want to be in like an audio tar pit I, like just just hop on hordes of wigs don't go it to is an odd i think it stands alone among podcasts that i've heard at least where uh you guys are both like very comfortable and just like taking each other down a lot and like just joking around and like the sense of humor and stuff but then also the like appreciation and like treating this as a serious work of literature is also there so it's like it's it is high production values, but also you're making fun of the production values the whole time. So it's like highbrow and lowbrow constantly. It's both. It's really we're, we're like uh, we're like Dwayne Johnson with one highbrow, one lowbrow. This is the lowbrow part. <laughs> oh wow! If you if you keep if you keep like inflating our egos more, I think John and I will explode live on on cast. So, dude, I've gotten. Why do you think I keep coming back? three episodes i love it <laughs> oh man well that's great andrew andrew's the the reverse noah which i really appreciate yeah. ah. <laughs> yes so perhaps the fracturing of your dynamic has caused john to go outside the relationship for something uh. some nourishment and intimacy <laughs> And no, yeah, it's kind of awkward for us to meet this way, but it, it has been a joy being a part of, of John's life in this way. As long as John's I happy, I'm happy. <laughs> I'm incredibly oh, uncomfortable boy. right now. <laughs> <laughs> Does not happen often. 
well, on that note, um, <laughs> so Saga is, I would say, like a uh, rated R for adults type of uh, yeah. comic. And uh, yeah, it's like, you know, there's a lot of, let's say, nudity, a lot of violence, swear words, very creative swears. Um, yeah, very, very R-rated, possibly NC-17 uh, rated, but uh, but I, I have enjoyed, uh, in my preparation for this, uh, I have enjoyed trying to keep it, uh, as you said, E-rated, uh, which is not a consistent rating across the metaphor we've created here, but still. The thing with Saga is that it is so explicit that it could not be any other form than a comic book. Like, you, le- yeah. like it would not you would not even be able to get it rated to go into theaters or on TV or anything like that. Like it is, it makes, it makes HBO look tame. Yeah, that is true. The, the comics code had to die for this to live. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It is cool. Like I really appreciate image comics and like the way that they've put this out. Cause it is, it's such a, like, I don't know. It's outstanding in so many ways compared to a lot of other things in the medium. And it's just cool that it didn't have to be commercial and it didn't have to fit into any, any boxes. It was able to be its own thing. It's an ongoing series, but it's currently on hiatus. That's why I'm kind of using past tense. Um, it should be coming back soon, though, right? You guys have any insight there? Uh, yeah. We know the exact we've, date. We've and... been speculating for years that it should be coming back soon. <laughs> any day now. Here's the thing. As I'm... I'm I know that we're going to have to do some kind of like special or something when a new ep- a new issue comes out and I also so really want us to be caught it. up. So yeah, I really like just take your time, people. Uh, just do whatever you want. Go make more Why the Last Man. I don't know. I think the other thing too that that bears mentioning here, if you haven't read Saga, we're talking about this like it it is very explicit and gory and sexual. Um at its heart, it's also a heartwarming family drama. Um, which is yeah. very a, a very important thing to convey about it too. Uh, it's uh, yeah. There's the there's peak wholesomeness. Yeah, there's yeah. there's it is is a wholesome, violent like it's it's Game of Thrones meets like I mean Adventure Time or something. Yeah, like, yeah, it's the best. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I think Wikipedia describes it as like. Game of Thrones meets Star Wars or something, but it, it also has a lot of kind of adventure time. There's a there's a fun like fact about that uh, that playful moments that uh, Star Wars meets Game of Thrones is that's how Brian K. Vaughn would pitch it to people, but he had not seen or read Game of Thrones at that point, <laughs> and he just that knew it was violent and people died, and so that was how he pitched. Yeah, it. it's trending it was, right now. It was, so yeah. it was, and uh, and he also knew that Star Wars meets Game of Thrones is a good pitch to sell oh, something yeah, to no. people. I mean, it oh, was, yeah. yes. <laughs> yeah. Now. Hugely. But yeah, it's it's a series, like, the world, I guess Brian K. Vaughn had been kind of dreaming of this world, like, and developing it over basically his whole lifetime. I think that's so cool, because, like, mm-hmm. the world feels so, not real, but, like, so specific. And not until we're done with it, then it'll be real. <laughs> it's, it's so, it's unlike any other kind of, like, fantasy or yeah. sci-fi world or anything. Like, a lot of them... A lot, a lot of these fantasy worlds have their own kind of like, you know, their own uh, unique feel. But it, but it feels like you could like, I don't know, like plop a Star Trek character and put them into the Star Wars universe, and they wouldn't feel too out of place. Saga, everything in Saga is just the characters, the spaceships, the world design, the the everything is just so uniquely Saga. Um, it's it's pretty singular in my mind. Yeah, you're right. 
I also am surprised, like continually surprised by how non-mainstream it is. Like I, I love it so much that to me it's like such a huge work of our modern culture that I assume everyone knows about it. But that's not the case at all. Like I was on uh, Society6 the other day buying some stuff and I was like, I want some like Saga merch because I know the Saga store has like six things in it. And then I look for Saga on there and there's like two things on Society6. I'm like, there's no one, no one knows about Saga. It's so weird. Like there should be so much fan love, I think. The thing is that nobody reads comics. Yeah, I was going to say what's sad about that is is it is also like the second most popular comic. Like, behind, like, Walking Dead. Right. Like, it's huge in the comic scene, but the comic scene is uh, is perfectly small. And I guess what we're saying is it's absurd for us to have a podcast about it, and it's absurd for you to do a podcast about it, because no one is going <laughs> to listen. We've learned this already. I don't know why I let this happen. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why I yeah. didn't tell you. No one's going to listen to this. I <laughs> assumed that your guys' want. podcast would be gigantic, like, based on, you know, who the hosts are and that this topic is, like, such a hot topic. Production to be fair, we get millions of listeners. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, we... That we I, it, that's that's paying for my, my Porsche, but still, like, <laughs> you know, compared to the amount of money if we were talking about, say, Star Wars meets Game of Thrones, then... Yeah, mm-hmm. then we'd <laughs> really have, you'd be, it'd be it. a Lambo that it would be paying for, not just a Porsche. <laughs> Which I'm sure is the more expensive one. Maybe I don't. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it's yeah, it is. It is. But also, you get that joy of you get to introduce it to people. Too, yeah, since mm. a lot of people don't know that about it. That is true, and it is oddly. I do like, lend these out relatively often. Yeah, no, I I literally have like three or four copies of most of the trades just to give out to people and stuff. It's, it's a treat. It's, 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 Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. It's something that like, it is really cool showing Saga to people. Um, because Mm -hmm. even in your explanations, like, like you can, and we have tried to explain Saga many times before, and you can't even scratch the surface of everything it is. It's such a bizarre piece of media. I mean, Game of Thrones meets uh, Adventure Time. <laughs> Pretty good, but yeah, sure. No, that's fine. Well, uh, yeah, and that's the thing you've been exploring every episode of your show. Like, what? Why is this so good? It's it's really hard to put your finger on it. And I think John, you've got like a couple videos about Saga, right? Like explaining. Yeah, we're, we're exploring why it's so good. It's really hard to pin yeah, down. And what I guess what we're trying to say is uh, we've failed enormously, and in it's a sunken. <laughs> cost fallacy at this point of how much time we've tried to spend figuring out why it's so good and just for the life of us uh we can't do it uh but we are now doing the far more productive thing with saga which is making an imaginary amusement park surrounding it because uh that we can actually do i think i think we can crash that nut it's extremely practical finally you're doing something practical with all this like experience and love for this series you're doing something that your parents can be proud of rather than just wasting your time on some podcast <laughs> speculating and dreaming all the time <laughs> which and, and we and we finally have something to put up on Whoops. this website we've been paying for i'm really excited for when this podcast gets us personally hired to oversee the design of the saga theme park since it is such a widely known and celebrated property i mean i think that it will be and i think I can envision a future where in like five years it catches on like in a huge mainstream way somehow. Maybe when it returns from hiatus or something, it'll be, get a big boost or I don't know. When are people going to appreciate comics for what they are? 
it's gonna be an HBO Max show, and then it's gonna be huge, and then everyone is, and then all the uh, fans right now are just gonna be devastated. They should just at least put a motion comic out there, like of it, because it it would be hard to adapt and hard to fit into like the mainstream system. <laughs> but um, it's such a good piece of art, and like yeah, I think I could see uncovering this and thinking it's the most magical thing and you're like holy crap this has been going for like over 10 years that's crazy mm-hmm. where's this been all my life like that kind of feeling uh yeah and then there's like already so many issues already out there if they do try to make a motion comic i know somebody who's great at motion comics and has a a, a pretty singular knowledge of saga <laughs> you have a good point there yeah i'm, I'm waiting to hear if it's me or you <laughs> No, it's you, John. <laughs> okay, just making sure. I'm not great at emotional comics. I would say, yeah, you're relatively uniquely qualified. Um, and, you know, Fiona Staples and Brian K. Vaughn are busy. The creator of creators of Saga, they got other stuff going on. They're not even putting Saga out, so they can't supervise the motion comic and the theme park. Like, that, that has to fall yeah. on other people, you know? For a theme park, one of the kind of first things to think about, it, from my perspective, because this is like, we can do whatever we want with this. One of the first things to like start with a foundation would be, um, what what is the like park guest representing? Are they just a character in this universe where Marco and Alana exist as as real characters, or are they stepping into the shoes of named characters, or or how do you see that happening? Did, like, did you read my notes already? Because this is I have addressed this directly. <laughs> my notes. This no, is one of the few things that I that I. Uh, that I was thinking about that I actually got really excited about. Uh, and it was the idea that, this is my first official pitch for this park, uh, is that uh, you're you're entering into the world of Saga. We can determine if it's going to be one place or a series of lands or whatever. But I love the idea of, let's say, like even like with your ticket or something, you get to choose uh, a pair of horns or a pair of wings to put on and then your experience in the park changes depending on which one you are like the the thing that came to mind which you know i'll I'll get more into at some point when we get to it but uh uh, i like the idea of like let's say there's a you know prison breakout roller coaster or something and you are separated in the line depending on if you're horns or wings whether you are you know the uh the guards the the guards or the escapee yeah, and that's then, fun. That's yeah. so cool. And so, yeah, just seeing like, yeah, just having a totally different experience, and like, you know, uh, the robots will treat you differently if you're horns versus wings, and uh, yeah, just having different opportunities and a different experience. And really, now, now that I'm saying it, maybe we should avoid it being straight up like a weird. Here's an allegory for racism. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah in the i mean i'm assuming that's why they uh chose to have characters who have horns and wings and it's like a very visual thing and mm-hmm. you get treated differently based on where you're from and all that but yeah it's almost like uh like if you're at a the star wars land and if you're dressed you know if you have a red lightsaber versus a blue lightsaber or something like the you know yeah storm troopers will treat you different and stuff like that totally and and each of those like types of beings has a place where they feel home and also a place where they feel unwelcome. It's like, we just want to want to make it a balance of that maybe where they don't always feel like, man, those guys get to do everything fun. And we just have to like do manual labor all the time. Like it has to have some kind of balance. Yeah. We go to the prison planet and they go to, (laughs) they go to a theme park. Yeah. The, uh, 
there there is there is another and I'm not sure if this was something is something like off the get go or maybe a station where like an activity where you can change your uh change what you are because I had the idea too um of some sort of freelancer academy where you would get a freelancer oh. name and you'd get like a build a bear you'd get to build a bear plush <laughs> For your companion, I literally yourself. have that written oh, okay. down too. Build a bear, but your sidekick. Yeah, yeah, and <laughs> and so then cool. and then you'd get to like, y- you could even be sent on like contracts to go around to different parts of the uh, parts of the park and murder people. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Just pretty, you're being pretty explicit with that, but I mean, I guess yeah. That- that's the pitch. That's what Hold we're on. thinking. <laughs> with. You can murder other park guests if you have a contract for them. <laughs> but well, but luckily. yeah no like I, th- I i like the idea of there being like a, f- a freelancer academy or something like that and you get to you get yeah. to design your sidekick you get to take on a freelancer name the the whatever um and yeah that's they send you on uh, on quests around the park you know what that actually kind that's of fantastic. uh works with another thing i was thinking about which also ties into like who are you going into this i love the idea of like maybe it's chosen at random when you're walking into a park of like a group of people, but I love the idea that like select people are uh, on the run from like the lot, like are in the position. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and so in the idea of like, suddenly you're up on, you know, digital wanted posters. And if there are freelancers roaming around the park or authority or anything, like they might spot you and, you know, like there's a there's a sort of scripted thing that happens. And then, you know, even it, like if, if there is a, a prison breakout uh, roller coaster or something, then the idea of like that's where you get taken to. And then and then that's your breaking out of the prison is like, you know, you you get put to the front of the line for the prison breakout thing. How's this to tie it in? So you come in and you get given horns or or wings, but some parties will get given horns and wings, and those are the oh, fugitive parties. That's it. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, there's so many like distinct factions within this, and like, yeah, so many people. Kind of the whole story is basically like running away. You know, they're um, running away from bad guys. All kinds of different <laughs> bad guys chasing after them, and like each of them has their own motivations and. Yeah, there's a lot of storytelling potential there as far as these guys are after you, you know, run away. Mm-hmm. Um, and the main characters in the series, we could have, like, moments to interact with them, too, that would make sense. Like, um, if Upshur and Doff, like, see you as these fugitives and they come oh. across you or they catch you or whatever, then there can be some, you know, negotiating with them. Like, they could be trying to, like, blackmail you or you can help them get out of a pickle or maybe they're just, like, taking pictures of you. And you have to figure out a way to like catch them to like destroy the camera or whatever. You could go lay low with D. Oswald Heist. That's what I was gonna say. I, I didn't even oh. think about the the possibility of like there are also in in addition to the people hunting you, there's also people looking to help you. And so you know, get you get to go to a secret room in the lighthouse or something on in Quietus yeah. Land. Yeah, Quietus can't go down the way it went down in the comics. Like it just has to be a peaceful, serene place. You can just <laughs> yeah. stay. Oh, I I literally I think I have written in my notes like. Uh, the uh, the lighthouse on Quietus, but it's like a bookstore. And I, oh uh, yeah, and then also there's got to be a there's got to be a you slide. can buy a nighttime smoke there. Yes, and that like uh, what is it the the Odendron and the like yes the yeah kids yeah. book that they read. The, 
there is actually in in Horns and Wings, uh, there was an episode where one of the questions of the week was like, which place in Saga would you most want to go to? Mm-hmm. And I think both John and I resoundingly said the lighthouse at Quiet is. Yeah. Yeah. What's the board game that they play? Oh, oh my yeah. god, none touch none or whatever. <laughs> touch yes. none. Like just have making that a playable thing would be really fun. Uh, yes. I mean that's that's perfect merch right there for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the merch potential is pretty huge. I mean I mean you could even have like in in the lighthouse, you've got this bookstore, one floor could o- o- almost be like a, a board game cafe where you can play none touch none. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that, yeah. <laughs> That's really cool. It's such a cool space and such, like, desolate planet. Like, I feel like you'd have to be really careful with where you hide the lines for stuff. Because it's like, you don't want to walk yeah. through a super crowded quietus where everyone's, like, crowding the lighthouse. <laughs> I did have I did have yeah. an idea while we're on the uh, quietus. Uh, a couple things that are quietus related. One, so one of my favorite effects at the Harry Potter amusement park uh, in Diagon Alley is there's like a wand thing where you can, you know, do the spell and then uh, the suit of armor like assembles and does a little dance or whatever and then disassembles mm-hmm. and it's like an actual physical like suit of armor that's got to be on, you know, metal rods or whatever. Uh, but I love the idea of having the... Uh, the bone that, bugs? The bone, yeah, the bone bugs that create <gasps> the big guy, like oh. the the big monster made out of bones like coming together and then doing a little animation thing and then... Yeah, falling apart again as like a time. Yeah, like thing. at the so at cool. like the entrance to to Quietus, like you've got to get past it to get to the lighthouse, or you die. Wow, or you die. Yeah, no, this <laughs> is a this is a murder friendly park. This, I thought we just established is, that it's it's rated E. We're gonna be, but you will die. <laughs> I don't understand. We're gonna be real pioneers on uh, the cutting edge of waiver technology. <laughs> <laughs> This is built out on the ocean where there are no rules. <laughs> We're in international waters. Yeah, yeah, the Great Pacific yeah. Garbage Patch will pave over the Great Pacific Garbage Patch and build the theme park there. <laughs> That's awesome. That was also in my notes, so I'm glad we covered that. <laughs> These notes are whimsical. They're very intricate. <laughs> Um, another thing that I thought would be a cool place if you're like a fugitive, if that's like a a role that, you know, some number of park guests find themselves in, it'd be cool if, uh, you could go to an area and do like the open circuit, like, yes, um, you know, come, you get either handed a character or you have some, some hand in creating this character, maybe that like, uh, and then portraying that on, on screen and sort of like an improv type of game where you have to like hit your marks, but also, uh, you can let your charisma shine through a little bit you do some character work i think it could be really fun but also really awkward and those things together would be great in the crowd you could have like freelancers could go to be in the crowd and try to spot people that they have contracts <laughs> oh, on cool. Get, i just yeah i because i had open circuit as a thing and i like the idea of like you know maybe yeah. it is like an actual vr thing like the open circuit but you're watching like a live show oh, but i yeah. did not i didn't i thought of it from the audience perspective i love yeah, me that too. the people performing are also yeah. are also <laughs> the, the, the attendance this is. I feel like this is the only way we could maybe get fade away into this. Oh, I've got a fade away idea. <laughs> Let me tell is, you, I've got a fade away idea. This is the closest. Idea. And fade away, you know, it's just like a, a cough medicine. Who knows? How, it's, I'm sure it's nothing uh, bad. But I love the idea of if it's a VR thing where you're watching the show from, you know, maybe it's like a they have 3D 
cameras mounted in, you know, an actual theater where you are given a seat in to watch the VR thing. Uh, but uh, I love the idea of like, you are given the option to, you know, take fade away or something before it. And then it becomes this sort of trippy, like, like... trippy thing of like, you, you see that golden goo stuff flying around oh, and stuff. Yes. And so it changes your, and I love the idea of also seeing other people <laughs> seen it in the theater just that tripping are just, out. <laughs> and just tripping out crazy. <laughs> and, and, uh, and you have no idea why that's happening. But yeah, I do like the idea. Amazing. I had an idea for a fadeaway ride where you <laughs> you get in, you you take your fadeaway, and the ride goes backwards. And as it goes backwards, you're seeing kind of maybe like the history of the world or the park or anything like going back in time backwards through this ride like Ooh. Marco does and then at the end it zooms forward through it all very fast again and you uh wow. and you come to well i mean i love i would love to see that based around like an actual character like yeah. pick a, like yeah. choose a mm -hmm. a character to base this around and then that would be like seeing their backstory like, or something like seeing marco's fadeaway trip or that could just be like a uh hazel like you're like yeah, you know, assuming true, yeah. this is built post series Whoa. like it would just be like this cool little tour backwards through the events of the the main events of the story and then that's so cool yeah that rules i called it the i called it the fadeaway trauma extravaganza <laughs> <laughs> also there are a lot of there are a lot of like you know especially old school uh disney parks that are you know for kids but are absolutely terrible dark like the snow yeah. white yeah like the snow white ride and stuff or some stuff gets just like actually traumatizing so i i, I like that yeah especially if you're on fadeaway yeah exactly <laughs> and then you die they just the give you a tab of acid when you come into the park <laughs> rated e uh you, you walk well, through the, the gate, and they either give you a wristband or a tab of yeah. <laughs> You have to lick the wristband to find out. <laughs> uh, but no, I to, to bring up something that is actually uh, for all ages, uh, please, on, on Quietus, I guess, uh, give me Goose and Friendo's uh, uh, like, uh, petting zoo or something. Yes. <laughs> You just pet those two creatures. <laughs> well, just have like a herd of the the walrusy friendo creatures, mm -hmm. and then you know you could ride one or something. So we genetically breed walrus yeah. well, cows. They have, they have those like. Ra of have course. you seen those raptors that they do now at Universal for Jurassic World? Where I have it's not. like huh. it's people in raptor suits, and they're just like full size, very realistic raptors. All, that I'm, walk around. all I'm picturing when you say this, John, is people in those inflatable T Rex yeah, suits. Yeah, that's it. It's very <laughs> realistic. It's terrifying, and I can't go back. <laughs> you don't understand. He had a face in his chest. It made no sense. I mean, I think I think Goose and Frando need to be like they need to be like on the sign. Like they need to be the kind of like. Marquee oh, yeah. mascots the of mascots. Saga Land. Yeah. Oh, speaking Those of... Those are your walk-around characters. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's so much potential for walk-around oh, characters. Oh, I mean, walk-around... Just walk-around robots, right? Walk-around walk robots with yeah. TVs on their heads. I, I That's that's actually, like, so, like, relatively easy to do. I went to an arcade fire show yeah. once, and they brought someone on stage that had a TV on his head. Uh, it's... It like it would look so cool, and you could just have like mm -hmm. different things a... showing on their faces. 
I'm going to have a TV on my head if this uh, ceiling anchor gives out. <laughs> I, think that's, I think that's a pre-recording reference. Like the king, I guess. Yeah. Oh, my God. I, I literally just... I, I Also, my notes. I have... I just need so badly, like, a full-size animatronic uh, uh, king Fart. robot. Not, oh. No, that's going to be real. <laughs> oh, it's going to be real. You're talking. But, uh, oh, boy. Here's the thing. Fard's wearing overalls. Because they're in, we we uh, the stalk can only be seen in silhouette. The mustard gas is only a condiment here. I would <laughs> love fart in overalls. Actually, sounds adorable. <laughs> I want to see fart dressed like goose. <laughs> yeah, with the hat too. Yes, of course. <laughs> the um oh, oh, man, but, I'm 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 thinking wait, of like king. Go ahead, king king robot. Can like display like the welcome to the park information. Like you go in and King Robot is standing there with this giant screen <laughs> displaying like where things are and all the all the welcome to the park stuff. <sighs> mm-hmm. I feel like so many of the characters in Saga are such real characters and like kind of grimy and organic and and real. Where it would be hard to have them as walk around characters. Like I can't really picture most of them walking around signing autographs or anything. But I feel like the robot kingdom is, like, so kind of formal mm-hmm. and, like, hierarchical where, like, no, your role is to just wave at the people. Or, like, your role is to, you know, street, like, sweep the streets. Mm-hmm. It's, like, such a, yeah, caste system type thing where the robots, I think, are could, could fulfill that role of, like, doing the more formal uh, traditional theme parks. Thing. And, like, the janitors could also be, could be dressed like Dango with, like, the oh, CRT yeah. TVs. Yeah. Oh, that'd be yeah. great. Uh, also, totally. God, I would feel. I already feel so bad for janitors at the park. <laughs> yeah, too. yeah. Just put yeah. a TV on your face. Uh, but, uh, but I mean, also, like, for in terms of, I feel like the go-to thing for cast members and stuff would be like very realistic horns and very realistic wings to to put on. Mm-hmm. It's going to do a lot of the heavy lifting for that. And there's also lots of That's like awesome. like bear people, like like bear nurses or like alligator butlers or things like that. Like I feel like you could do those in costume pretty how, well. How temperate is the uh, trash island that we're building this on <laughs> if we're putting people in bear outfits? It's in the Pacific Ocean, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't actually know what the climate of the Great Pacific Garbage Patch is. Well, maybe you should read the news sometimes. <laughs> I'll I'll Google Great Pacific Garbage Patch weather. All right, well, <laughs> you're doing that. Uh, can I also point out, I just had the idea when talking about fart and overalls. I just remembered, do you guys know the uh, when Universal Studios Orlando opened the King Kong ride that they no. had there? I'm not familiar. They had a giant, it was like this indoor ride, but it was like, you know, this three-story build. You were on, like, a, one of those, like, Sky Tram things going through. It was based off of, like, the 1980 or late 70s or whatever uh, King Kong movie with Jeff Bridges. But they had, like, this three-story tall, like, it was just the upper half of King Kong. Oh, like, cool. Yeah, I, I just looked was, up wow. some pictures. Yeah, That's... it was, I, I need that for Fard. And especially yeah. if you keep it, you know, belly button up. <laughs> I think we should do belly button down. (laughs) (laughs) I am sold. I'm sold on this. Uh, But yeah, that's, that's my whole, that's my whole pitch for a whole ride is uh, the King Kong ride, but with fart. Well, I mean, that's cool. That's, 
what I what I was wondering with Far Two is I I could not figure for the life of me figure a way, but maybe this ride you go through Fard and then you kind of like on, get away on. and Hold go on. under. You go through Fard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You go in 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 through the in through the rear, out through the mouth, <laughs> out through the in through the mouth, out through the overalls. <laughs> um. No, but you like go past Fard and then you go into this dark space where there's a screen and you see the time suck being born. That is, uh, I, I do, I think that, I mean, I think our A ticket or whatever dark ride uh, should absolutely be just like a, you know, fun whirlwind, like chase slash heist slash whatever escape ride and end with like a, you know, I want to get a face to face, even if it's a giant screen or something, a face to face with a, with a time suck. I think yeah, it'd be absolutely. Super fun. That absolutely feels like a beat in like, you know, the Spider Man ride or something where it's just like now here's the massive thing at the end. And the people who like like take l- l- like guide you into the into the ride can be the witches. Yeah. Ooh. Cool. That'd be cool. Man, there's so many characters in this series. Yes. This is crazy. Like I'm trying to think of like cameos for all of them. Yeah, I was thinking thinking I wanna see the uh Isabel uh, gorilla that scares off the witches Ooh. at some point in Ooh. that ride. Yeah. Yes. You can do some cool stuff with, you know, projections. Holograms, for, yeah. For the natives of Cleve. That'd be really cool. Yeah. Yeah. The whole forest, you could go through the forest and find the rocket ship tree. Uh, well, I think <sighs> I think the rocket ship tree should be, uh, my idea was to do, uh, to have that be kind of the focal point of the part, almost like the tree of life or whatever at animal kingdom, uh, have that be the, and then I love the idea of the map for the, for the amusement park is the map they get to the rocket ship tree, like in that oh, style. Oh, that's so Ooh. fun. Yeah. Have yep. like a, have grease, a grease monkey handing out maps at the entrance. <laughs> uh, that's really cool. And then, and then I don't know, like that could be a dark ride in there, or that could be like a the Robinson Crusoe or whatever uh, treehouse at a Magic Kingdom, like where you just walk through it, and that's the whole thing, which I think is a very underrated ride type. Uh, and I, I mean, appreciate you, Magic Kingdom for still having that. Walking through it, you could have cool stuff too. Like you could have like uh um like bar at the loom, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, R.I.P. Yeah. That'd yeah. Be great. Yeah, spoilers. Are, are are we allowed to? Are we allowed to have spoilers in this? <laughs> I think so. I literally thought. I literally no joke. I literally thought you meant like an actual drinking bar at the Loom, and I was like, you could do like a clothing oh store, God. but yeah, I guess that works too. <laughs> <laughs> I, will say, I will say. I'm glad you think so lowly of me, John. <laughs> I will say I had the idea to uh, uh, have you guys seen the. Little Mermaid stage show at Hollywood Studios, or well, uh, yeah, it's called Hollywood Studios now. He's the, he's I the have show. not. Uh, so they have just like a stage show that's like a 15 20 minute version of Little Mermaid with all the songs in it and stuff, yeah. And they do puppets, and what they do for Under the Sea, it's really really cool. It's just uh, they have everyone on like a dark stage with like uh, black lights. And they have these black light puppets, and then the people, the puppeteers, are dressed in black, so you cannot see them. You just see these puppets floating on the stage. Uh, and I would love for that to be uh, how they do Isabel: is have someone with like you know just black leggings on against a black background, yeah. 
and then oh uh, that's so cool and then make it be like they're a flo- floating torso uh would be that's really cool really and just do it like in a dark area where you can't see yeah the i mean the anywhere. the bar in the the bar in the tree would be oh. pretty dark it's a good bar <laughs> that's pretty cool or just the forest in general it can be like nighttime oh yeah and oh that would know, be cool for the horrors, yeah quote unquote. yeah the yeah. forest of horrors around the forest, or around the uh around the rocket ship tree that would be cool I, I was thinking it would be cool at night like if you could maybe the rocket ship forest looks a little different in our version of this world but if that's where your kind of hotel is like you can get like the luxury suites each are their own oh, rocket ship tree like it doesn't that. fly anywhere oh. but like just the like finishes in there would be so cool all the I would, details and like i would pay so much money to sleep in the rocket ship tree i mean they have they have that that's like that that new star wars thing they have at disney where it's the hotel where you feel like you're on a spaceship and they have like screens in the yeah. hotel rooms and stuff where the, they're acting like you're in space. Uh, like, yeah, I would love that for the rocket ship tree. That'd be so fun. I I think I think cool. spaceships. There's a lot of potential with with spaceships. There's a lot of cool spaceships. One one that I wrote mm-hmm. down was Jeff the Bezos uh, over here. <laughs> well, you know those like spinning teacup rides. Mm-hmm. One of, of those course. where you're in Star Whackers, the mm. the Wills ship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's fun. Yeah, I would like that. Uh, yeah, I mean that's what I, that's really that's cool. kind of Star Wacker is definitely the one that I would want to see like in person and see it. You know, like start also the, the, uh, the things actually spin every once in a while. Yeah, kind of thing the astromech hoof. Oh yeah. Oh, you know what? That would also be just a cool thing because you know it doesn't have to be directly from the thing. Maybe that's where we finally get the a rest of the astromech. astromech. Like the it would be cool if it was like a. If it was the you know the ruins of one and its foot was missing and that was like the origin oh, of that's the end comic. Oh, I I actually thought cool idea. It, I think it would be very cool and very kind of like on brand for Saga if you had this kind of like spaceship graveyard where you could kind of go over or or even like a roller coaster through where you're kind of like flying through all these broken down ships and you see different ships from from saga because there's so many cool spaceships to to go back to that totally. uh that prison breakout thing i was talking about i did have the idea that i really like because i've seen a lot of roller coasters where it's like the it's two cars that are racing each other uh but i really like the mm-hmm. idea if we have it split into horns and wings of uh one car is chasing the other on two separate Ooh. tracks so it's like if you're if you're in the horns car then like you're trying to lose the car behind you essentially is just how it, you know the track is set up so it's taking sudden turns and stuff that you don't necessarily see coming and then like the other one might be you know trying to uh cut you off or is trying to keep up and uh and have it be almost this narrative with how the tracks are placed and stuff and then I like you know that. the front car you know might be doing things with magic uh and like the the back car might be taking advantage of it can fly so it goes over the front car or something like dude just play yeah, with that's that really stuff. cool uh but yeah I, yeah I, I like that dynamic in general like doing that for several attractions like one where you're a freelancer chasing mm-hmm. the fugitives one where you're the fugitives like that dynamic of these two vehicles have different abilities but they're it's like a, an interactive ride where it's a different experience riding in each vehicle there's a really cool idea we could do in several places here yeah one thing that we have somehow not mentioned yet is that there is an actual amusement park in volume nine of this where they're hiding out 
That's uh, true. That's like a rundown abandoned amusement park. And I realized how awesome it would be to be in what is like what feels like an abandoned amusement park for for part of the mm-hmm. for part of the park. Uh, and that would be these, so immersive. Like in like having these, you know, uh, sort of you get on this what feels like a broken down ride, and then like you know whatever creatures have overtaken it and stuff, and whatever like uh, whatever uh, plants have overgrown it and stuff like that, and uh, so it's almost like yeah, just whatever is the this r- relic of a ride that has been overcome by nature it would be really fun. That's really cool, and you can have other rides that like basically subvert the expectations where like if you go to the broken down roller coaster and get in the car that roller coaster is broken but it's actually like surreptitiously a separate roller coaster where like mm-hmm. you know some creature that's been living there starts chasing you and uh. whatever or the i don't know you could play with that where it's like you're in yeah. this car the roller coaster you think you you're on is is actually broken. It doesn't actually work, but you are also on a different roller coaster that goes a different direction. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's that there's that uh, one of my favorite parts in any roller coaster is uh, Mount Everest in Animal Kingdom. Uh, there's a part where you stop and the uh, the tracks are torn up in front of you from the you know the Yeti or whatever, and then mm-hmm. the and then the roller coaster starts going backwards in this feeling of like there was a set path for this ride and now you are no longer on it and it's become something totally new is really really fun. That's really cool. Uh, I I think also this is just like pretty straightforward, but I just want like a shooting gallery where you can play with all of the cool weapons in Saga. <laughs> I I asked Haley like if she had any ideas and she was like you should be able to build your own weapon and do like a laser tag with that weapon. Yes. Yes. Which would be That's super really fun. fun. I just want yeah, to use rules. one of the freelancer's lances. I just want to use one of whip one of those <sighs> retractable lances uh, around. That would be the best. Right trying to imagine the visuals of like how that would be animated and how that would like move and feel in your hand is, is really fascinating. Like that's definitely a fun uh, thing to imagine. Like, well, have you ever like uh, taken a, uh, what are those called? I've been using a con- measuring tape and just, <laughs> Oh yeah. Measuring tape. <laughs> yeah. I think it's, I think it's that. I think we use measuring tape technology. I think it's similar to that. <laughs> we solved it. There we go. You know? Imagineers. Uh, I expect well, check also, <laughs> Also, you could kind of do it like the, you, you know, those like retractable lightsaber toys that we all yeah, had as I was kids. Yeah, about that too, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. I love the idea of laser tag and like of building your weapon because, yeah, it, it just the weapons are really fanciful and I feel like it's a very different aesthetic than Star Wars. Like I've mm-hmm. been kind of in my head drawing comparisons with like the lightsaber building thing, mm-hmm. but it's, it's pretty different in Saga where I don't think things would, things could look a little bit more cohesive as far as building your weapons here. Like, I feel like a lightsaber by design looks uh, kind of like a mix of different mm-hmm. pieces that don't necessarily go together. But I think these could be could be pretty diverse in what you can actually build. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, some weapons that are more magic-based and some that are more technology-based. That was that one thing, thing I was thinking about is like, you know, you could do, like, what kind of magic stuff could we do Harry Potter style if you are a horns? character yeah like around the park i also like because there's a lot of that fun stuff with magic the magic system in uh in saga I mean, which by the way a hundred percent the horned uh 
the horned cast members need to learn Esperanto and speak Yes, that. for sure. <laughs> absolutely love that. This well, could be like can... the world's largest population of, of Esperanto <laughs> yeah. speakers. You could do a lot of cool stuff with like blue smoke and stuff like that, right? Because a lot of the time yeah. when they're using magic, there's this kind of blue smoke going off. Mm-hmm. Or like like yeah, that, that's great. that scene where they're like grabbed by vines and Marco disenchants it with a secret. There's yeah, there's that's something what I'm there. trying to think. Like what what yeah. do you, what can you do as if you're if you're a horned uh, character in this park uh, where you know you you use a secret to make. I mean, you could technically do that, where it's like you tell someone's like mm-hmm. you need to you need a secret to make this spell work, and then you have to like tell them whether or not it's real a secret. Uh, but just that's pretty cool. Yeah, just fun little interactive stuff like that. Yeah, I don't know what other magic we could have. You know, park guests like experience. I the, mean, speaking blue would be so cool. You could mm-hmm. use you could use holograms to have like like in that first scene when all of the like horns kind of like teleport in with magic. You could mm-hmm. you could have somewhere mm-hmm. where a bunch of them could like appear in holograms and start casting spells or something like that. I was thinking, like, oh, totally. it would be super. I I want to figure out how to do a a crash helm, like oh like, my god, a, a crash helm experience. That's great. like that's what it, in in my thinking about oh, like wow. if you had uh if you had uh people like certain park members that are on the run and if they were you know taken in to the to the uh, where the prison breakout thing is. I love the idea of like you get out by someone on the inside gives you like a crash helm and then you know even if it's like you go into this room and like uh you know some flashing stuff happens and the walls drop out or something and suddenly it feels like you're in a different room you put the helmet on and someone hits you over the back of the head so you black out <laughs> and then you come to and, and they drag you somewhere else <laughs> and then you're dead <laughs> I, I, I'm remembering now, like it's in the comic. It's just that tear, and I, how cool would it be if there is that, mm-hmm. like, this thing where it, you know, where it sort of it looks like a, where there's a false wall, uh, but like someone activates, uses a weapon to activate the crash helmet, create that tear, and then it's like part of the wall comes out, like, uh, you know, tears away, and it's an entrance into another room that feels like a totally different area or something. So it feels like you're going into you know, this whole other space, uh, to be practical I about it great. instead of no, I, yeah. <laughs> being bludgeoned. <laughs> I think that's, I think that's a like brilliant, brilliant idea, but I would rather bludgeon someone. John. <laughs> I forgot. This is the part you're in charge of. <laughs> yeah, this you is the reason you're building this. One of two things will happen. <laughs> yeah. Half of the crash helms are VR and half of them are just metal, but someone's going to conk you in the head. Here's the, here's the, problem though they're wearing a helmet to protect them so you really gotta like lay into it it might take a few swings there's a hinge on the back vr would actually work really well too because then you could like they could give you a knife that's the vr controller because mm-hmm. they like slash the right. through the air right okay oh just give people knives well it can be a rubber <laughs> knife that's a vr a controller <laughs> I don't know. I've seen I've seen the damage a Wiimote can do <laughs> in the wrong hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, no, I like it. I mean, we do just do the whole thing VR, obviously. That that is that is a really good that is a really good excuse to put someone in VR though is hand them a crash helm. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I was thinking even just really short term, like you put the helmet on, 
you do your slash with your wrist and then like maybe your a trap door opens or something or like you were saying the walls drop away yeah. and then you can take the helmet off and you're in a totally different place yeah or with vr it's like you can do vr i, I think it's really cool with like the the um the quest for example when you like are calibrating the room like you can see through a camera so it's like you can yeah. see so it's almost like yeah. augmented reality and virtual reality mm-hmm. So yeah, you can do that where it's like you can see the room around you and then they can replace your whole vision with something artificial and then go back to what you're actually seeing. So like that can allow for a lot more magic of the transition where you can slash and then that little portion that you just slashed is showing the next scene and then you step through it or whatever and now you're seeing the that's full so scene cool. around you. <laughs> and then when you turn your helmet off, you're actually looking at it in real life. Like, yeah, that's a cool transition. Yeah. Maybe we went into too much detail right there, but I think it would be so <laughs> I cool. Do. I do. We've now invested millions of dollars into getting one person from one room to another room. <laughs> there's a, we can, it's we've a, invented doors, it's fellas. A pretty, it's a pretty heavy bottleneck, too. <laughs> like, we put one person into VR, put them in a room we alone. <laughs> they can go yeah, into the four next hour room. four hour line to walk from one room to the next. <laughs> I I want I want something where in uh that's the archives room where you've got to like look through scrolls for the right one, and then I want the constables. I want people in fire suits, yes. you know, to to come at you and with flamethrowers. Kill you? No, I'm not sure if you get this show it can be a hide and seek type thing uh yeah running around trying to metal gear solid away i mean there's got to be a way that you could have people in suits that are literally on fire if you can't do that what's the point of having a theme park (laughs) oh gosh i love it they used to set people on fire in the uh the uh what was it sinbad stunt show at a universal islands of adventure audience members uh and it was this person who had to be like set on fire like 10 times a day or whatever at this stunt wow. show and then fall off a like cliff waterfall into a body of water below like so many times a day it's a living yeah. <laughs> what about what uh, about some geez. sort of like exotic zoo where you can just see all of the crazy like serpents and dragons and like Goose these kind of petting zoo with the huge dragons yeah and the giant oh, i was thinking yeah. like, I, yes. I would love to see uh an animatronic one of those uh fire breathing massive dogs from the first issue uh that the oh look who kills. wants fire now Look, listen. <laughs> oh, fire's safe when John <laughs> wants it. Listen, listen. Look. we're using VR fire. <laughs> Everyone has to put on a VR helmet. Everything's the exact same, but fire is there now. Oh, we can have an animatronic <laughs> shoot fire from a distance, but when I want flaming people thing. chasing parkgoers <laughs> with flamethrowers, that's too much. <laughs> Only if we give the parkgoers a knife. To defend themselves. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh boy. Uh, a place to observe these would be so cool though. Like just a place to see all these wild yeah. creatures mm-hmm. and, and just bizarre things going on. Like a place where you can just like walk on a path and see just crazy scenes on all sides of you. Like mm-hmm. sextillion with like those girls that are just like a giant head with legs coming out the uh-huh. bottom. Like seeing all those things 
in real life would be so weird and so cool and like seeing the way that the stock moves for example yeah, yeah. there's so many of these things that don't have to be interactive but just, oh, like, i just thought of that and i got so goosebumps cool. of how much that creeps me out oh also oh, God. Yeah. also we need another one of john's favorite sky sharks I literally have uh, <laughs> Sky Shark Jerky written down as a food option. What what good food options do we have? What's our dining here? Oh, there you go. Ooh, Sky Shark Jerky. Um, Sky Shark I jerky. came up with that idea. Good um, job. This is, <laughs> it's such a dangerous universe. Like anyone can be eaten pretty much. You never, no one's safe. I, I mean, I feel um, like. Your head can be totally smashed in a second. You could have like mm. fadeaway chocolate. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> yep. Do they eat a lot of other? I, oh oh the the cereal the oh, the cereal right. that Alana shells oh, for the like cactos or whatever yep. yeah cactos yeah yeah that would be fun. I'm trying to think of like what's a if there's a restaurant experience we can do here. I was literally gonna say Dexter Jetster, but I forgot that that wasn't Saga <laughs> and that was Star Dexter Wars episode two. He's very he's very Saga. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've got like my, 1950s uh, Alien Diner is way more saga than it is Star Wars. So he's mm-hmm, there. That's true. I'm flipping through my uh, I'm flipping through my sagas to see if I can find any uh, any foodstuffs. Ooh, you um, know what? Like a, a Robot Kingdom fine dining place would be really fun. Ooh, yes. Like really that's fancy, great. but it's robots and the alligator place... butlers. There's alligator butlers. Yeah. Have an animatronic, like, <laughs> it's like you can see in the kitchen, but it's an animatronic alligator cooking the food. Uh, the, that rules. The um, the one that I want, uh, this could be a dining experience or a, um, or like a, like, luxury staying thing is the, the, like, jellyfish spaceship of the mole woman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I you know where she or whatever her name is. Yeah, where she's got like like a Frank Lloyd Wright like mid-century modern house in the dome mm-hmm. yeah. of a flying jellyfish. A <laughs> That'd yeah. be good like yeah. one of those just yeah, like quick little uh you know, uh counter service uh restaurants. And you, you could get and you could get grab your chicken na- wings. Naked men bound in chains serving you. <laughs> That's a premium option, but yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think that's cool. Yeah, I feel like you don't see very many scenes of of eating in Saga. Yeah, it's not maybe very when they're living with like that, that family of those little rodent yeah. type mm-hmm. creatures. I want to see those. I want to meet those like rodent food. creatures. Uh, oh yeah, that would you be can so just cool. get, grab they're a bunch normal. of ferrets and dress them up in costumes, and I'm happy with that. You could. Peta do that. might be on our back, but there's no rules against it. <laughs> not on our trash island. <laughs> oh. Also, I mean, the other, the other, <laughs> the other big thing that we haven't mentioned uh, that kind of goes without saying is I want to meet Lion Cat, right? Yeah, yeah, we need like a of really. Course. Now that's the question of do we do, do we do like a a walking around person in a suit Lion Cat because Lion Cat's big, uh, or animatronic with a someone has a microphone somewhere on Lion Cat on the tree. Like like hanging on the tree when they're hanging on the the planet that I called Mountania. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Like I, I love the idea of like if we had 
I mean, the, because that's a that's a pretty common thing in a, in theme parks now is like the kind of pop up show, like scripted thing that happens in like the middle of a crowd or near a crowd or whatever, yeah. just when you're walking around. I love the idea of like literally make it the Will and Lion Cat or something, where it's you know like hey, everyone listen up, I'm looking for this person, and then it's like almost this sh- shtick between like he interrogates someone and someone is on like there's the you know a staff member on the Lion Cat trigger. Where it's like, yeah, call people out on yeah. lying and stuff, and it would be. I love that. And really that fun. could work with the uh, the magic system where you have to like tell a secret. Oh yeah, and if it's like not on your pre your list of secrets you filled out earlier, then it's like <laughs> the lying guy calls you out, or the, the magic. Yeah, hold on, I just saw a big opportunity for money here. obligatory list of secrets whenever you enter our park. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah then you just sell those to the russians it's yeah. like a mailing list but a black mailing list i love it <laughs> that's the highlight of this whole podcast for me i didn't think through all the ramifications of my idea i, I like how nonchalantly you dropped that yeah obviously it's a secret list <laughs> Well, how else are we going to know if someone's lying? You know what I mean? The polygraph tests aren't admissible in court. How are we going to do this? We, we No, we just put cookies on the website so when they're buying their tickets, the cookies follow them and get their browsing history. There is there is actually a, a really uh, good solution to this that came from... Uh, uh, there is this... I don't know if it's still going, but there is a College Humor's like, streaming service dropout had this uh tv show like it was a game show called game changer and they changed what the game show was every episode it's hilarious there is an episode where it's a lie detector thing but secretly the the contestants didn't know the people like what was actually controlling the lie detector of whether or not uh it would go off was their significant others had the like button to the lie detector so their significant others were backstage and they were able to tell, like, you know, they knew if they were lying or not. And so I like that idea That's of, great. like, you know, it being, like, a setup thing where it's, like, you see a group of people and you have one person come up and then you approach, you know, their significant other and be like, hey, this is the this is the button to prompt lying cat. I love that. I love that. <laughs> Jinx. Yeah, that rules. So fun. Uh, I've got also like her list of secrets though. I think that's, that's that's a lot more financially <laughs> stable. I've got an, another one here to for like young young kids. You can send them to uh-huh. Mrs. Noreen's prison preschool. Uh, I would love that. I was thinking it would be it would be I mean, yeah, we are actually getting a lot of mileage out of this prison area. <laughs> yeah. Enjoying that. Uh <clears throat> that would be great for just a daycare. Yeah. Send them over to the prison. Uh yeah. But I do love the idea of like there being a bunch of propaganda and stuff like that too in different, yeah. different oh, areas. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. You could do so much, so much fun stuff with just like posters that are like wings propaganda and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot, and I like that you can approach it from different perspectives. Like depending on if you have horns or wings, or if you're, you know, a robot. Like each of these things means such different things. Like you can have a lot of uh i don't know pride in that propaganda or you can see it as like 
you know, the most offensive thing ever, depending on who you, what role you're playing. And then the next time you go to the park, maybe you're playing a different role and you see it totally differently. I mean, I, it could be a cool experience in that way. I've been saying okay. for years how fun segregation is, and I think that we're finally putting it to use. <laughs> I, I have another VR experience that I actually think would be really oh f- a really fun VR game. Is it the whole is it the whole park, Noah? Is it the whole park? You get, yes, you, yes. The whole park is you go out to a pile of trash, you put a VR helmet on, and then someone beats you to death. Run around and play. You fill yeah. out your list of secrets and then put on a helmet and someone bludgeons you until you're dead. That's in the uh, like terms in the agreements yeah. thing at the beginning before to let you play. It's- like you said earlier, we're really gonna push contract technology with this one. <laughs> the um, no, but uh, painting with Yuma, oh, like yeah. set painting I mean, with Yuma. Yeah, that is wow. that VR thing. The the yeah, yeah, yeah. Where like she paints and like stuff comes into being. Like I feel like you could do that oh my God, in VR. That would be that would be like. In the open circuit, you have people as the actors, but you also have someone as the set decorator who's building the in- set around them and trying to react to what that's they say great. the setting is and going <laughs> with the improv. They're like, that's so fun. That's a really fun improv of like, in the scene, you have to tell what's through that door, what yeah. are you about to go do? And then as soon as they say it, the art, people have to start building that set. <laughs> that sounds so good. Oh, this is great. I, I also love the idea of like VR show where it's like, it it's like Bob Ross, but with Yuma painting stuff. <laughs> I love that. And it could even be like a really weird fadeaway roller coaster where like Yuma's like painting things and you're like zooming into it and you're like floating all over the place and like changing scale. Like it could be a really trippy VR In- uh, roller coaster that's like interacting with Bob Ross as he's going, but it's, <laughs> it's Yuma and like stuff's flying out of the paint. In the, the VR, uh, I mean, like. A- or like an AR roller coaster sounds insane, yeah. where you put a helmet on and you're going through this stuff. That that sounds like legitimately amazing. And obviously, if it's a Yuma roller coaster, we will have to set the park goers on fire in <laughs> that one. Once again, John, why is fire okay when you do it? <laughs> Mine doesn't hurt. It's VR. <laughs> Yeah, it's VR fire. It's, VR fire. it's only for the people if you read their secrets and they have like really bad secrets. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's the people that the, there's contracts out for anyway. The freelancers are going to get them where the fire is. You know, <laughs> the fire is honestly more merciful. <laughs> you know, what? I, I I've always prided myself on these appearances and how it's like you know what? I really feel like we made something that was actually doable and I would like to see this exist. I really, really hope this does not exist at any point. <laughs> I want to. I want to go on record now. A terrible thing to say. I, I am. Mean, be- I, I've, I've, we've got full Oppenheimer on this one, and I don't like it. <laughs> Brian K. Vaughn and Fiona Staples said that this like can only exist as a comic. Like it won't be a movie. It won't be a TV series. It's not going to be a video game. It shouldn't be a theme park. There was one. That's they did. There's one they did consider. It yeah, they never, park, they never said that. They never said that. Also, um, very simple but fun ride, Dragon Train, right? We got to ride the Dragon Dragon Train. Train. Like, that can just be a straightforward roller coaster. Or the Dragon Train can be the one that weaves through, and through the Dragon Train, you look out the window and see all this stuff. The Dragon Train can be our vessel for that. Who's the lady that's behind everything, according to us? Vez? Oh, oh, oh. Grand Admiral. Lance Corporal Private 
Lance Corporal McHenry. Lance Corporal McHenry. McHenry. There we go. We have the Grand Master McHenry. <laughs> yes. Who is who is pulling the strength? Or it just could be like a whoever the park engineer, whoever's like behind the the like uh, you know the board that controls everything. Because in my mind, all amusement parks are Jurassic Park, where there's a Nedry who controls everything. <laughs> Uh, and God help us if they want to get DNA course. samples. Uh, oh, also, also <laughs> more food. The like, like fish snacks thing that Goose gets from the corner store. Mm-hmm. That's I'm just flipping yeah, through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's good. Also, oh my God. I mean, well, I'm gonna say this is just a waiting in line at the uh, at the uh, prison uh, escape roller coaster. Maybe this is the part where they start splitting you off into horns and wings towards the entrance. Uh, but we need to have that giant, the floating uh, brain in the jar thing. Oh, yeah. And, and yeah. that's where Lance, Lance Corporal McHenry is at. Pulling that's, the strings. Yeah. Um, of course. Also, like, a, there, there is that whole backstory where, like, soldiers on uh, landfall used to, um, like, be conscripted in a lottery. So what if there was a lottery and then you were drafted into this fake war? <laughs> While we're doing segregation, let's idea. let's redo the, the draft as well. Well, it's just one more, like, thing that can come up in the dice roll when you first get yeah. there. If, if you're going to have horns or wings or... I mean, yeah. You know, maybe there's a... You, that, know, you could be a soldier or you could be a civilian. You know what is... Like, the, the one thing that the video game Undertale does that I really like is there is this hidden uh, fun meter, is what he called it. And it was, uh, you're just assigned a random number between 1 and 100 at the beginning of the game. And, like, then there are scripted events that only happen depending on, like, uh, if you have, you know, if your number is between 20 and 40, then at this point in the game, this random event will occur. Oh, that's really cool. Mm -hmm. And I like the idea of, like, yeah, just having all of these sort of randomly assigned, yeah, like getting, uh, yeah, getting drafted, uh, getting, you know, maybe one of the kids is a horns and wings uh, in your yeah. group, mm-hmm. uh, and all these or being like a target for the the freelancers. And then what we do is, uh, yeah, like you're wanted for something, uh, and then what we do is uh, we upcharge, like let's say. 20 bucks a ticket and then you get to customize your experience of like i want to be a hybrid or i want to be drafted or i want to be so uh, so if you i want to be if you don't uh, pay an extra 20 bucks you might be pursued by men with flamethrowers i like that marketing strategy (laughs) (laughs) know all your secrets (laughs) and then we have groupon tickets where you just go straight to prison (laughs) but it's ten dollars less Oh, <laughs> uh, we got this you have figured to out. Figure out your own way of escaping. <laughs> but you do get in the park for less money, so that's good. There you go. Uh, do we have any ideas? I think the because we've touched on landfall, we've touched on quietus, sextillion, even the closest I could find. I think that I see. I think I saw a broken down sign in that abandoned music par- uh, amusement park that was called like Fairland or something. I think is the name of that place so maybe that's a land uh and then you know cleave is cleave is where the rocket ship forest is yeah right yep. yeah uh i think wreath could be really cool 
I mean, maybe that's where we see exotic animals and stuff is on Wreath because it's more of like a nice sort of savanna. Wreath, Wreath almost feels yeah. Wreath almost feels like it could be like a nature walk, right? With like yeah, exactly. cool like like fauna. No, mm-hmm. wait, wrong one. Uh, Flora. There you go. <laughs> Both. Uh, but I also I think the the last one we're really missing out on is uh, what's the underwater world called? Oh yeah. Upshur and Doffville. I don't remember. Yeah. Painstaking uh, detail that we go through in this comic. <laughs> but, Jetsum. Uh, Jetsum. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, nice. Good pull. But uh the Yeah, I would love to I would love even if it's a water ride or something, I would love something with Jetsum. Yeah. Uh and then everyone obviously Definitely. speaks to you telepathically, uh canonically. So we're gonna have to invent that. That's gonna be VR for sure. The telepathic speaking, right? Uh, so Noah, I'll get you on that tech. Or we just play it through the sound system. <laughs> no one's mouth. Everyone, is moving. everyone uh, has to wear earpieces. Uh, and that's the telepathic the speaking that comes that only happens when people op- open their mouth and where the sound of the telepathic <laughs> it comes they're, from they're, the mouth. They're reverse. Wait, no, it's not. No, that's just uh, ventriloquists. <laughs> I was going to say reverse ventriloquists, but that'd be like enunciating. Yeah, no, they're all ventriloquists that we cast here. <laughs> and wait, that's a defense of your theory, John, is uh, they're moving their mouth so that you can't tell that they're using telepathy. They're trying to keep it on the DL. That's. But the font shows up a different color because it is telepathy. I mean, I've 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 placed forward the perfect argument in this, and I'll let the courts decide. The courts, the courts have decided. You're wrong. The courts is a great freelancer name. That, here's the thing, but here's the, the thing: courts. the courts, <laughs> the courts mean nothing uh, here on my trash island. So I'm no, still of right. Of courts. Uh, of courts. <laughs> oh, boy. So uh but no i i would love to see i would love to see i mean even if it's like a again an aquarium thing would be really cool with uh jetsum it would with those light like humanoid life forms yeah it would be like an aquarium thing but a civilization we i'm there's no way we didn't cover this in the bioshock episode <laughs> but but <laughs> that, that's you know once the bioshock uh park shuts down after many successful years uh, then this will it will be moved to uh, the Jetsam land of the Saga Park. Sounds like a plan. And the convenient thing is, we're already in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. We can just have that's a true. Elevator yeah, that goes down. yeah, that's true. We just need to build to dome. an elevator. We have the hard part, which is water. <laughs> <laughs> All we need to do <laughs> is the easy part. Of a submergible elevator. Oh boy! Building. And a fully <laughs> underwater <laughs> city. Don't forget about fully the fully underwater, underwater city. city. But here's the thing: we already have the water covered, so we're saving so much money on water, though. Say, like... <laughs> oh my god! Oh, uh, what's our what's our what's our like big attraction here, though? Like, what's the thing? It's got to be some dark ride. We we talked a little bit about a dark ride where we run into the time suck. Yeah, I think that's. I think it's like a big dark ride where you're like flying through space and going past different things and running into the time suck. Mm-hmm. And like, there's the they go through the like um, what are the hive mines, you know? And yeah. like, there's a part where like a hive mine gets stuck to your ship and it like rumbles and 
I mean, yeah, it, it can be just that greatest hits. Yeah, it, it like it just a greatest yeah. hits of like you know Star Tours type thing, where uh, like I mean that's it's uh, to this day still the scariest ride I've ever been on. But the uh, Hogwarts ride, uh, where it's like you run into it's going through multiple movies and multiple sequences where it's like there's the big spiders and then there's the dementors and then there's a dragon and so yeah i like that being like just one kind of whirlwind whirlwind uh dark ride where you're just running into mm-hmm. all of these crazy you know maybe that's where you the giant fart is there there's the there's the time suck there's uh the big uh fire breathing dog that breathes fire all over the uh the park goers and it's real totally fire, safe. not VR yeah, fire. Real fire. It's real fire. Right, it's real safe. fire. And you can go through like war scenes <laughs> yeah. too. Like there's a yeah. lot of like, huge battles and yeah, that's where the giant tortoise. Is there? Is there like what? What kind of coalition? What kind of ship or uh, creature or what do we want to be on? What's moving us through this ride? Or maybe there's several options. Like it could just be different types of spaceships. Ooh, yeah, I, I think yeah. it's going to be a spaceship. Space- too would be really oh, the, cool, the dragon skull ship. Yeah, the, I was going to say the dragon skull. Oh, like that would be cool. It's so just like yeah, you're just ship, going yeah. you're you're going through the ride in a different in a different ship each time. Like yeah. it's literally just a row. In that mid-century modern one. Ship. Yeah, the jellyfish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh. So yeah, we have our we have our fun chase dark ride. We got our cool roller coaster. We got our dragon train. That's like a nice little people mover chill ride. Uh, mm-hmm. We got our teacups. What was our teacups again? Oh, the the the, the star, star whacker. whacker. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. The uh, I feel like we've represented a lot of stuff here. I mean, there's there's also there's some nice vistas that are kind of just landscapes, but I think those are those are. Like we can go by them on the in the spaceship flyover, like the like that mm-hmm. that place where the seahorse agent it, it always is, like that like yeah that yeah. beach is so cool yeah mm-hmm. that would be good. I mean that would be great for the uh, for oh that would be so cool for the uh, freelancer academy where you you know do some sort of crash helm or land on a ship thing and then it it would be like an indoor thing simulated to look like and feel like that beach office yeah where yeah. You, and that's who like gives you. The seahorse guy, like, gives you the instructions. Yeah. Yeah, the quests. Yeah. That rules. Oh, I just really want... I really... I, I really want to go to this theme park. <laughs> I I, to, it's yeah. a dangerous place. I really want to see... It's horrible. Uh, I really want to see uh, King I Robot mean, in person so bad. Like, just, like, literally, mm-hmm. like, 20 <laughs> feet tall, massive is, screen. Is it really the authentic saga experience if everyone you know and love isn't at risk of dying <laughs> at any corner? That's a good point. We're going for authenticity here, not comfort. Yeah. <laughs> like you uh, can't. You I like it's called an amusement park, not like a comfort park. You, know? can't, you can't go to a saga par- park and not think that your soul is going to be ripped. But from your chest by a brutal and uncaring world. Well said. Uh. And on that note, <laughs> uh, if you liked the uh, levels of uh, debauchery and horror and excitement, adventure, and wholesome uh, vibes, then you would love Saga. Yeah. And if you love Saga, you'd probably also love Horns and Wings, the podcast. I would absolutely recommend it. 
to anyone who hasn't listened to that show yet, it's a ton of fun. It's for uh, mature listeners, I'd say. But uh, yeah, check it out. It's also really great because if you haven't read Saga, you can actually start and listen along issue by issue. Yeah, um, we like do not from the spoil uh, issues yeah. ahead of it. This is actually the most spoily we've been, even referencing things from uh, later right. volumes. But yeah, it's a good place to start. Yeah. So, guys, thank you so much for being on the show. That was that was a wild adventure. <laughs> thank, thank you for having us. Uh, sorry if we ran a little long. There's just so much to unpack in this. Absolutely. No, it was great. I, I wanted to keep going. Like, there's, it's such a cool world. Like, I just want to go start reading Saga over again. I probably will here in the next month or two. Like, it's such a cool book, and I don't know how to even explain it. It's it's, it's whimsical. It's amazing. Uh, well, we have a whole podcast for explaining it, so... Yes, that, that's it. Just, <laughs> just a mere thirty hours of your time, and you will uh, have an understanding about uh, one third of, of the series. <laughs> no, I think I think we'll... yeah, and the series is halfway. Yeah, over. it's not even. We're like I think halfway we're almost like the halfway come. point. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say we're probably like almost two thirds th- through what's done. Which is half of the series, right? Yeah, so we're, yeah, we're one third of exactly. the whole thing. You're right. <laughs> I talked myself into agreeing with you. <laughs> no, I think you'll find if you give yourself enough time and um, brain power, you'll catch up to John on most things. Like that. <laughs> I see. The allegiances have switched now. I see. I see how it is. Here's the thing you don't get. Well, I, I, I found I, his I... list of secrets. <laughs> So I've got him in my pocket now. You weren't supposed to tell him that. Jeez. Uh, oh, boy. Uh, where can we find you guys on social media? Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Watch Polyphonic and on YouTube at Polyphonic and on anywhere else. Just look up Polyphonic. Look for a, a P. That's probably me. And listen to Horns and Wings. That's if you enjoyed this, Horns and Wings is going to be a lot more relevant to your interests than Polyphonic. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can find me at Jonathan Oscar on Twitter, and that's where you can uh, read any free comics I've posted. Uh, and yeah, go check out, go check out, make stuff on YouTube. I think it's YouTube.com/slash/makestuffstudios. Maybe who knows? Uh, and then yeah, Horns and Wings. Bill will be returning at some point, and who, who maybe we'll have a certain host of this show on at some point. Who can say? Oh, that would be amazing. This is yeah. This is my first time doing a podcast about Saga, and it's uh, it's a lot. You guys uh, have done a lot of episodes about this show. That's like there's so much to talk about. That uh, yeah, I'm kind of getting the taste for it now. Where it's like I want to do more Saga podcasts because uh-huh. uh, I feel like I didn't cover everything. You know, oh man. trap. Yeah. There's so much out if there. If we ever return, we would be honored to have you back. <laughs> That'd be great. And if Saga ever returns, then yeah, hearing you guys talk about it will be so cool. Ah, oh, what a joyous day that would be. And what Man. a joyous day this was. This was a lot of fun. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for being on. This was a blast. We'll work again someday in the future. Breaking news about Saga, um, on October 9th, 2021, Brian K. Vaughn announced that the series will be returning with issue 55, and it'll be a new uh, full story arc, 54 more issues, 
So basically doubling the length of the saga that we have in the world, which is really exciting. And uh, new issues will start coming out in January 2022. So we have something to look forward to. If you want to get caught up on the series, I would definitely recommend listening to the Horns and Wings podcast and tracking down uh, back issues, issues 1 through 54. <sighs> it's such a good comic book series, and I'm so excited for it to pick back up. Man, thank you for listening, and uh, if you want to check out Amusement Sparks on social media, we are at Amusement Sparks. Thanks. Have a good one.